We are so deeply grateful to join together. So deeply grateful for this community, this loving, supportive, non-judgmental, uplifting community. And we're grateful that we have said yes today to make some more time and space for reflecting, for, for finding clarity, and for sharing from our heart. We allow the angels and the guides and spirit to support us in this time. We allow ease and grace in our conversations, in our discovery, in our exploring, in our learning. And as we are lifted, as we are inspired, we joyfully share this inspiration with all beings we joyfully radiated out from our beingness as we remember and demonstrate the oneness of life. And so we bless this time together. We bless each and every person on this call and those who are listening after. We allow this to be perfect and helpful. And so we know that it will be. Amen. Oh, great. So good to see all of you. Thank you again for coming to do homework on Sunday. This is a great demonstration of your willingness. And um, currently I have everyone muted. If you're still getting comfortable with Zoom, please feel free to mute and unmute yourself as you desire to. Um, we are here. Jennifer had been inspired you know she reached out to me and said in meditation this morning I got that it would be helpful to have another session so here we are and what she had recommended this time is that um, we move through more of the material um, but that but that I could open it up to you guys and ask where you would like to begin so some of you we may be in all different places. We may have finished all of the material. We may have not even started. Um, but if anyone has a feeling about any part of the material that you have questions on or you'd like support with, we can surely start with that. So if I may open it up to the group and just see if anyone has anything they'd like to suggest that we do in our time together today, I'd be happy to hear from you. So I'll just give space for that. So anyone have any suggestions or requests? And I'm using my teacher wait time, okay? <laughs> so, any requests? Maybe you're looking through your sheets. Uh, Angela, this is Tim. Hi, Tim. You know, I, I don't have my camera up yet, but um, I will in a, just a few minutes. I did have a question. Okay. Uh, not so much a suggestion, but I guess um, 
I'm wondering if you could tell us kind of, you know, if it, well, we're looking at the reboot stuff again, and um, I'm really not sure how, how all this is fitting together, or maybe I just need to be more laid back and hang out and see where it's going. Um, but I'm just wondering, like, then there was talk at the one, one meeting about, you know, the forgiveness letter, which I haven't really done that yet. I'm kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still kind of gathering information on myself, <laughs> if you will. And, uh, trying to kind of cast a wide net here and figure out what I would want to go into that and jot things down as I go along. But I guess I'm just, I'm not sure what I'm asking, but we're, we're focusing on the reboot stuff now. And then how does that progress from here in terms of going into the forgiveness letter? And then are we just, are we going to be just kind of moving through the, um, mastery journal uh different tools and tasks or yeah i guess that's as close as i can get to a question sorry about got that. it no sorry i feel i will answer to what's coming for me and then i'll allow others to add um so where this work fits in maybe the bigger picture um my sense of it is Jennifer has always given this work at the beginning of the year. She's always had a New Year's reboot class. She's always given worksheets. And she did never polled us particularly, but many, many people didn't actually do the work. So this year she's slowing down and doing the work as a group. And part of the New Year's reboot packet, I got to just see what page it is because I was just looking through. Um, the, a lot of these questions are helping to lead us toward our yearly, our contract. And the contract I see is on page 18 of the New Year's reboot material. And the contract is like a very streamlined, uh, targeted, focused document where we sum up what it is we'd really like to put our attention on and what we'd really like to create. So I'm feeling that one of the reasons why we're doing this work is we're getting more and more clear about what are some of the blocks that we see are still happening in our lives? What are some of these reoccurring negative patterns or whatever you want to call them? And then also, what are the things in our hearts that we're really, really desiring? So we're, get, we're really slowing down and getting clarity. And some of that clarity, I believe the purpose is to put into our contract and that will be something we'll be encouraged to read and reread daily. And as part of your daily journal pages, um, there's a little thing that says, you know, read my contract in the morning and read it in the evening. So one of the reasons I believe we're really going through this is to set up a contract, something that feels very summative or very like the essence of what we've gotten from this work. So that's what I would say to... Um, kind of the progression. Does that make sense so far? And I'll get to the yeah. forgiveness letter. Yeah, no, that's very helpful. Thank you, Angela. That, that's very helpful. And it also reminded me 
um, of another question, which I guess will this will be clarified as we go along, but I know we've dealt somewhat already with the aspiration, um, intention, and goal, and I see that's in the contract, and I'm wondering if at some point we'll, <clears throat> we'll have further discussion about that because I've heard uh, Jennifer talk about this on some of her radio programs, but somehow I, at this point, I don't feel like I still have a very good, yeah. um, clear understanding of the, of the differences between those three, um, yeah. three aspects. Yeah. I'm really happy you're asking these questions because, uh, we will be getting to that. And there is a whole nother exercise that helps us to, first of all, she'll explain it. I know in the workbook on the back of the contract page in the workbook, there are definitions for each of those three that, that do help to discern and delineate a little bit more how she sees the difference between aspiration, intention, and goal. So that's one place for a reference. However, I wouldn't even start yet because we're still not there yet. And okay. um, yet she's going to do a whole nother activity that will actually be asking you to ask your higher self directly um, uh, your aspiration, your intention, and your goal. So you don't have to prepare for it. Um, and it's and it's to come. So I'm sure other people are kind of have that question too. So okay. well, it's helpful. You. Your brain is helpful because it wants the clarity and um, right. but you alluded to it as well that it, it the other thing I would say is just trust in the process like if it hasn't been asked of you yet it's not time yet and and don't be concerned that you're behind <clears throat> um, but uh, just to touch on the forgiveness letter point um, we didn't talk about it. She didn't explain it very thoroughly, but I think she was saying that for anyone who is open to it as a tool, this last week where we were talking about unkept agreements in our in our class um, and the fact that it was a full moon and we're still in this very intense moon energy, that if you were so inclined to, to uh, take any of those unkept agreements and... Uh, you know, if it felt comfortable, use a forgiveness letter to address, uh, you know, maybe one thing specifically or a whole bunch together. So, again, that was loosely explained. So it was more of a invitation. But I do think we'll get into more of um, how to use the forgiveness letter. But, again, as a tool in itself, it's very thoroughly explained. It has directions on it. That give you, um, they give you how to do the the letter. But what I heard in your question was, where do I start with forgiving what, and how do I know what to pick? And uh, for some of us who've yeah. been in this a lot of time, and I'll open this up right after I'm finished in a minute. Um, I don't know if I've done 17 or 20 forgiveness letters. I don't know how many I've done at this point. Um, we always start with the self-forgiveness. That's the in that's kind of the suggestion. Start with yourself, and uh, 
that's very broad. But, you know, when you set your intention and you sit down and you ask your, your higher self, you'll also be guided, is what I would suggest. Well, if I could say one other thing about that, it reminded me of that. Um, I don't want to take too much of the time, but I um, sometimes I missed <clears throat> I missed uh, some of what she had said about a forgiveness letter. So I appreciate you clarifying that it was more of an invitation to take a look at that. Uh, but sometime after that, within a day or two, I had these. Um, sort of ongoing vivid dreams overnight about all of these things that I thought, you know, I should be addressed as far as forgiveness. And I don't remember my dreams very well normally. And I don't, I don't remember most of them. So now I'm, I feel like I'm sort of in the midst of trying to recapture whatever it was that came to me, but, Anyway, so that that's why I focused on that. But I'll I'll just take a look at that and try to to let it be um, just let the process unfold, however it does. No, but again, thank you for being brave to speak what your real questions were and your thoughts. And I'd like to open it up if I, if anyone had a thought that they'd like to add to anything that I said in response, and just go for it. Go for it, Linda. Um, so first I wanted to say, Tim, thank you. That was all very helpful because I remember having a lot of those same thoughts and feelings when I first started Masterful Living Year One. So um, just so you all know, there are no dumb questions. Absolutely not. <laughs> Everything is helpful. And secondly, um, uh, just wanted to put it out there too that if you or anybody else in here would be interested in talking one-on-one -on -one, um, about anything that you have a question about, about the class, or about any of the exercises that you're interested in doing that um, you feel that you don't have enough clarity on, I am happy, happy, happy to help. So just email me at linda at jenniferhadley.com. Thank you. Yeah, we do our first round of calls, but, you know, other questions come up. So as soon as they come up, reach out, reach out to us. Anyone else wanted to add something to, yeah, go ahead, Lori. Good morning. Um, Tim, I remember when I first started Masterful Living One, and um, I I get exactly all of the, it's just a lot of information. And, and when I joined um, Masterful Living, I really wanted to just, be complete and fix the problems that I was having. <laughs> and so I was very, uh, I listened, listened, listened and wanted to absorb it. Um, the one thing that I know is that you, when you're working on your aspirations and intentions and this work that we're doing with this re reboot, at the end of the year, Jennifer, in your closing with her closing meeting, she will actually, she looks back at what we've written and what our deep desires of our heart it was in January. And the thing that was so cool is when she read mine back to me, it was such a reinforcement of the growth 
of all of the different things that I wanted to achieve. And it was um, just very, very uplifting because along the year, you know, as you know, and as we all know, we go through those trials, the challenges, the, the upsets, etc. And to know that, um, you know, I was at a higher level vibration by the end of the year was very, um, you know, inspiring. So this year, um, I am attending these courses and I am saying to myself, I'm going to do exactly what she says. This first is the very first good startup. So like when she says, write a forgiveness letter, I started the forgiveness letter. You know, this was one of the things that she suggested for us. And so I wrote this forgiveness letter. And as I wrote it, it was more about my my um, circumstances when I was being raised. And then I have an older big sister that really caused a lot of havoc in our lives. So she came up in the letter. and. I thought, I don't want to forgive her. I, this is not supposed to be about her. And so I kept writing, writing, writing. And um, I met in my community uh, yesterday, my MLC2 community, and I brought it up. And I was so upset at myself for having this as part of my life. Like, why am I dragging this up again? I have had such a big shift already with the forgiveness of circumstance, forgiveness of this big sister that I never was intending. I thought, no, never, never. I'm just going to write her off. And yet, what has happened today, this morning, is I got up and I've had tennis elbow really bad. And I don't know if anybody's had tennis elbow before. It's the most painful, painful, and it never goes away. So I like looked at my arm, and I thought, this could be a really good example of, okay, my arm's working, I can grasp, I can do everything, but I have these pains in certain areas of my arm. I thought about, this is the forgiveness part piece. Could be for me to focus on a metaphor would be how do I get my arm, my life, my spirit, my love to work without any pain. So I thought that the forgiveness letters could be part of the pains of not not just saying that it's part of my arm pain, but just life. You know, how would it be if I was out in life that my spirit was out in life and I didn't have any blocks and I didn't have any painful memories? So I say, we get rid of these things, possibly, by the forgiveness letters, by identifying what pains are in our, our, you know, what blocks we have. So I just was really thankful that I wrote the letter, that the big sister was included, that I discussed it with my group, and that I'm able to have a new opening with it. And I am looking forward to having that part of the pain of my life to, uh, you know, be put on the altar and gone forever. So. Thank you. Thank you. So I think, you know, what's helpful is we hear it once in class, you know, write a forgiveness letter to yourself. 
then if we're lucky, we go to our mastery circles and then people say, well, I wrote a forgiveness letter and then it comes up again and we're reminded, oh yeah, I can do that. Let me look at that. And then, so like, that's, this is why it's so helpful to keep going to every meeting because things that sometimes in my own mind, it takes maybe five, six times for it to cycle around and then I'll finally sit down and do it. So I know that that's Jennifer's intention to bring us together is that we will actually, we will keep each other moving just by showing up. And, and of course, we don't need to do anything to be healed, we're already healed, but these tools are just, uh, for some of us who are not, the blocks are still there, it's just one tool that might be of use. So, so Tim, you brought us a lot of learning and a lot of help, a lot of good discussion, thank you. Well, I appreciate um, hearing different perspectives on this, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll come back. Anyone want to say anything else about uh, what we've talked about or anyone want to make a suggestion of where we begin and dive in? Um, before, one moment, Lori had talked about the letter. So at, on page 20 of our work, uh, New Year's Reboot Worksheet, is the, the letter we write to ourselves. And we send that to Jennifer. Jennifer asks us to send her the letter. That's why she can even refer to it at the end of the year is because we've emailed it to her. So um, page 20, you know, goes on to page. That's why this packet is so extremely long is because we get seven pages <laughs> to write this letter. Um, and she gives us on page 20 a few of the areas. How many, just show of hands, I'm just curious, how many have done that letter already? Okay, cool. Yeah, so that that's a kind of daunting one at the end. You, I don't think you have to take up all the space. Did anyone take up all the space? I'm just curious. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so what Lori was saying is when, again, we take time to set our trajectory at the beginning of the year, it's it's cool because Jennifer will invite us to email her a copy of that letter. Um, so if we write it out freehand, then we get to type it, which is another <laughs> getting more of it, and then um, send it to her, and she'll have it handy when she talks with us throughout the year. So, great. Yes, Norma. I think I might be uh, in a different packet than you are when you said page 20. I didn't, oh. I didn't find that. I'm in the New Year's reboot. Is that not yeah. where you are? Yes, and I, for me, um, page 20 is says be sure to cover all these areas. I don't know when it starts. Anybody, that's what my page 20, it talks about the areas to cover in the letter that goes on to page 27. Is there a picture of a woman at the bottom with her arms up saying, how willing are you? No, did you print out the actual um, um, presentation? No, I printed out, um, the, it says New Year's Reboot, January 1st, 2018. 
and it has lots of questions and lots of lines for me to fill in. I am in something different, aren't I? Well, I don't know that it's different, but my page 20 does set up the letter. Anyone else want to? I see Betty is. Go ahead, Betty. Oh, wow. That's. Betty, your sound is not normal. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Betty, hey, Betty. something has. Your sound I was. Have, I have the beginning. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I have the beginning of it. It looks like that. Yeah, that's page one. That's page one. Yeah. I printed out the big packet, and if you'll look on page 69, if you have 71 pages, well, that's the one I've been going off of because I do like to keep the reading. Oh. But does 69 look pretty better for those that have the big packet? Okay, so the entire like presentation. Thank you, Betty. I did get your note. Um, so what page is this letter on there? It's 69, you're saying? Yes, mine is 69. Okay. Better in this Thank page. you. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. That's what I printed as well. Awesome. You guys are really dedicated. <laughs> I was complaining about 27 pages. Yes, Norma. Um, as I was going through this, I'm not finished by any stretch, but um, when I get to the section that talks about attachments, I have a hard time with that. Is it possible to talk about that a bit? Sure. Could you read? Sorry. That's okay. Go away. <laughs> um, I'd like to have something. It's near the beginning. It's like one of is all attachments cause suffering. Mm -hmm. And in my book, it's on page 17. Okay. Does anybody else see that? I think for those who have the bigger packet, yes, they would see, um, you're saying page 17. But go ahead and read, read what it says, please. Well, um, it says, what I've learned that's been so, so helpful to me is to realize that all attachments cause suffering. And this was the teaching of Buddha. Mm -hmm. And it talks for a while, and then it goes on. And the question is, what felt like a failure last year? Oh. And I, I never, I, I really don't, have a strong understanding of the concept of attachment. Okay. Okay. Can I, I'll open that up to the whole group. Yes. So we have Linda, anyone else? Cause she told me also let's that, that she'd love to hear from the new folks. That was my feedback. <laughs> <laughs> This is Suzanne. I'm happy to Thank you. share my understanding of attachments and how um, they've affected me. So my understanding of an attachment is anything that we expect 
that we think we need, that we judge, that we have opinions about, that we criticize. So it's having a fixed position about needing something or expecting something or a particular outcome. Um, that's my understanding of attachment. So the reason that we're suffering is because we're disappointed. There's a loss. Uh, we then feel like there's something wrong. And that also indicates the separation. So it goes back to the I'm not good enough. This isn't happening because I'm not good enough. I haven't done something right or whatever all of those, you know, primal beliefs might be. So if we can just go with the flow and allow everything, not being attached to a particular outcome or a particular expectation, um, but as much as possible, go, ah, okay. So here it is. Hmm. Okay. Holy Spirit, you know, how should I see this? That's my take. I hope that was helpful. That was very helpful for me. I, I sat here and wrote notes about it, and that does make good sense to me. I agree. I Thank agree. you. Would you like to add something, Linda? No? We, we covered it. <laughs> Anyone else like to say something? So I think, as Suzanne mentioned, that being aware of our attachments does lend, the, lend itself to having us reflect on our losses and our failures, how it was, you know, directly connected to a certain expectation we had or... Great. Yes, Diane. So um, I kind of think of an attachment as anything that takes me away from my higher self. Anything that's taking my attention from my higher self. And that could be things. That could be relationships with people. And my challenge is the word failure. Um, I... I like the concept of, you know, analyzing what went right and what went wrong, but that feels so judgmental. The whole world, the whole word failure feels judgmental to me because it just is. So I don't know if anybody can help me with that, the, the failure. May I ask a clarifying question, Diane? Sure. So when you say it just is, a failure just is, can you describe that a little bit more? Well, I almost don't want to call it a failure. I mean, whatever happened just is. So right. Why give it a title like failure? So. Or lost. It just feels like that's a judgmental way of describing what is. So what I'm hearing you say is that um, 
you're, you would prefer to look at it as, oh, that is, it just happened. And I'm, what you're saying is I'm choosing not to see that as a failure, which, which is the, what I understand is the point of this whole exercise. And what I did with this exercise is, you know, look again to see where there were niggly things that I really thought, oh, F, you know, I really thought, you know, here I am, I'm doing all this coursework and pretty diligent, but you know what? I really did think this was a failure and that's where the work is. It's being willing to kind of uncover those first few layers. At least that's how I'm experiencing it and really being able to be truly honest to root out more ways where we do have judgment. So I've found myself going back to this exercise over and over and continuing to ask myself, hmm, what what else could there be that I really don't want to admit I've judged? And that's where I need to love myself more. And that's where the forgiveness comes in. Because this work is just, this work is layers and layers and layers. If you guys also see a lot of nodding faces, um, it just is, you know. So I I totally agree. I don't want to look at things as failures. They're just as what happened. But where am I still pissed off? Where am I still upset? Where was I really wanting something to show up? And despite my efforts, it still didn't work. Are there places where I still think I've lost out? Because when I don't look at that, that's when I'm not really ready to allow the healing. Okay, thank you. That's really helpful. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and letting me share this. Because when I listen to myself, I go, huh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Thanks. Other thoughts? Yes, Tim. Uh, you know, if my, if I might jump in again on the question of addictions, I mean, on the question of attachments, rather, that tells you. Uh, I mean, I I usually think of attachments, and I don't want to say something that's counter to to the program, but it it seems to me that attachments are really very similar, if not the same thing as addictions. And maybe it's addiction with a small a, so to speak, so that, you know, maybe no one attachment is overwhelming your life or running your life, say, as uh, alcohol might be or something like that. But on the other hand, I think I've heard Jennifer say over and over again about either cravings, craving something or aversions, you know, trying to avoid something. And so um, if it's helpful, I mean, I, I've found it helpful to me anyway, to think of it as, as a kind of a small addiction that I need to have something a certain way. I need to, uh, have my day go a certain way or I need certain things to not happen or, you know, and if, if they do happen, I didn't want them to happen, then 
you know, I see that as a problem or if I think something should occur, but it doesn't, then, you know, I see that as a problem. And so it's kind of an addiction, if you will, to having uh, certain things in your life, whether they're material objects or people or, or occurrences. Anyway, I just thought I would throw that in. Thank you, Tim. And I will add that Betty had typed in, well, you could have seen that she added the word wanting, which I thought wanting anything. Norma, thank you. Okay. I was going to say anything else. Okay. Anyone else, a request for where to go or what to talk about or what to clarify, what would be helpful to you? Yes, Lori? Okay, well, the reason why I would I was looking forward to being here today is I liked what we did the last time where we went through the worksheet and I was thinking and hoping that we'd go start with where we ended up in the last session and then move on to that page and then do the breakout sessions. Oh, I was giddy. I thought that was really helpful. So when I saw that you were doing this again, I was like, yes. So that's what I was would like to go to. Sure. Yeah, that's what I had to say. I had intended. I just was being opening up to questions first or requests of where to go. Um, yeah, so when I was looking, and I've been kind of present in a lot of the classes this week too, um, I noticed that we have not yet talked in the group about, um, I guess it's page, well, we're on different pages, but um, I would say, that for me, it's page seven, but if you guys can help with what page it is, what are the most limiting judgments you hold against yourself? We have not gone through this um, in... Uh, a group setting, as I know of any of the classes I've been in. So can anyone tell me what page that is for the bigger packet? 31. Thank you. So page 7 in the 27-page packet and page 31 in the 70-whatever packet. <laughs> um, yes, so page 7. So... If you guys could take a look at what you wrote there, um, so it's to identify the judgment you hold against yourself and how it affects you. Let me just get there myself. Yeah, or what are the most limiting judgments? What are the judgments that keep you playing small and living in limitation? I judge myself for, and how does this affect your life? Okay. Any questions about that before we discuss it together in small groups? 
Okay, we'll start with a fun one. We'll just kind of, I like to move to the happy, <laughs> so I'd like to put that at the end. We'll get a little, we'll do some cleaning. And uh, great. So let me start the breakout formulation. And I will remember to unmute you all. Okay, we're mostly back. I did mute everybody again. And uh, okay, any discoveries, any insights, anything you found helpful, anyone willing to share? So feel free to unmute yourself or raise your hand. It's just wonderful to have this group. Thank you. To be able to, yeah, to be able to connect as a group and then one-to-one, -one, it's just so very loving, and I so appreciate it. I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you. Oh. Go ahead, Norma. Um, I brought forth a couple of limiting judgments, and let's see if I remember who said it, but somebody said, uh, maybe Julia, um, that forgiveness is always the answer. Was that you, Julia? Um, and I thought, I need to write, I have written one forgiveness letter about myself, to myself. And I need to write another one over these limiting judgments that I raised. And I think that will be really, really good for me. So thank you, whoever made that suggestion. I'm going to try it. So I have a question. Norma, Norma, what, what is your understanding of why forgiveness is the answer? Um, I don't know if I know. I think, I, I don't know that I can articulate that. Can you help me with that? Sure, I'm sure a lot of other people can as well, but I'd be happy to share my understanding and what, how I remember forgiveness. Because we were talking, Diane and I were talking about our forgiveness letters and how they're helping us to uh, unhide the things that we are most afraid of about ourselves, to reveal them to ourselves, to hand them over, to get for giving over to Holy Spirit. So remember, this is, well, all of the work we're doing is about work in our mind. So the way I look at forgiveness is I turn it over to Holy Spirit and my job is to trust that Holy Spirit will show me, tell me, whatever it is, communicate with me somehow. Everything is okay. So forgiveness, there's a great uh, song of the song of prayer. Um, which is at the end of, in, in the newer versions of the course, it's there in the published version, but you can download it online. 
And it goes through the three different types of forgiveness. And I found that incredibly helpful. And the forgiveness that we're talking about as students of the Course is forgiving over to Holy Spirit so Holy Spirit can heal that and allow us not to be attached to the anger, the sadness, the hurt anymore. I I like that description, and I don't believe I would have made that connection, but I do in my mind feel as if I want to turn my decisions, my problems I want over to the Holy Spirit. I want to surrender them. And that act has worked well for me. It almost feels like magic. The issue, mm-hmm. I wake up the next morning and the issue is gone. Um, but I didn't connect that to forgiveness. Mm. Mm. Somehow forgiveness to me is being, oh, uh-oh, now that I'm saying this out loud, mm. is being hard on myself for something. Mm. And the things that I brought up, certainly I was being hard on myself. And then I needed to let that go. Interesting. Cool. Mm, Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, the healing power of sharing in a group. You don't even know what you're going to say, and you're like, if you got to listen again, that's the fun, even more fun. Right. (laughs) That's an important piece, don't you think, to listen? Yeah. Like, what did I say? I said that? Whoa. If you can get past the judgments of hearing yourself, that that (laughs) was my first year of like, oh, gosh, I know I'm coming up soon. Here I come, you know, and now it's different. Any other um, insights you had that you'd like to share to support yourself? Yeah, Linda. So first I um, noticed that um, Sandy and Tim and I were in a group together and that um, we all could relate to what each other was sharing as what we judge ourselves for. And um, the idea that came forth was how the judging ourselves robs us of our joy. And that just kind of landed really square in my forehead. (laughs) So, yeah, it was very helpful. I wanted to share something. I didn't get to be in a group, but what I remembered hearing this week um, from Muji, you know, he's a spiritual teacher. He said, um, you know, when we experience these judgments of ourselves, sometimes, you know, 
I've cried. He said, you know, you can cry. Sometimes you cry because you're believing them. Like when you cry, it's kind of like you're believing the judgments about yourself because he was talking with his audience and one lady was crying and then it, and then he talked about how sometimes you laugh like laughing and crying these like outward expressions and then he said the laughter is like you're bringing it to be seen like but the crying is like you're believing it and i thought that was so helpful to me because i've been in both where i'll make a joke about myself like I don't know, it's very nuanced, but I know when I'm like, wow, I'm really judging myself right now. Wow. But there's a lightness to it because I'm seeing it. And then when I'm crying or I'm like, Suh, it's like I'm believing the judgments. I'm in the middle of it. So I found that was very helpful. Um, because Because these things cycle through my mind all the time. I don't know about you. And it just seems as I keep going they have a different effect on me they may not be as of a strong hold I don't grab it or believe it as much but I still work with them so just going to share that and Angela and group hi hi shadows I'm here with my sister (laughs) (laughs) in the the breakout group I came over to her house so hi I just one, one of the things I noticed is how how all the areas in my life are affected by that one judgment. And that was just one judgment. And so I think with all the self judgments that we have, it's, it does affect every single area of our life. Yeah. Was that a general judgment or a specific judgment that you're speaking of? Um, well, one of the judgments that I had after myself is I, I can't get it right or I'm indecisive, I guess. And so when I looked at just being indecisive, then then I looked at all those different areas and realized how much that just being indecisive helps. I think another self-judgment I have I'm always guilty I always feel guilty about you know what I say what I do what I don't do what I decide what I don't decide and that affects every area in my life as well Hmm. okay Great. I was just getting a feel for where to go next. Any but any other comments you would like to make? Hi, it's me again. Go for it. So, yeah, so Betty wrote in the chat something that I'm curious about. And it it says Betty, is it okay if I read this? Okay, cool. As a matter of fact, he is forgiving. We can't forgive if I understand it well. Is it okay if we talk about that a little bit? Is the HS Holy Spirit, Betty, or it was he? We need to unmute, Betty. Do you, can you, let's try to unmute. Okay, Betty. Yeah, uh, I understood in the song of prayer and then there's stories uh, that it's not me who is forgiven. I am not doing the work, but it's the Holy Spirit. So that's why we can give our um, 
not forgiving things, give over uh, to the altar of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And uh, well, in my, how do you say it in English? Uh, it happens, well, I'm maybe many times that I, I can't forgive and I don't, and I don't have the idea that I made an, an error, but people tell me. And so I, I give it to the Holy Spirit and, and sometimes I'm asking, what, what was the error? I, 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 I don't feel it. When I'm um, very angry with a person and he is judging me and telling me um, in a way how bad I am, uh, well, I send the person away and I say, so it, it's, it's enough. And I don't have the idea that I made an error. But some a friend of mine told me it's not a nice thing to do. And I think if somebody would send me away, I don't, I don't like it at all. But that's the thing. So I, I give it over to the Holy Spirit, and um, yeah, sometimes I discover where I uh, took the wrong decision. But I hope I made clear what I mean. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's, yes, thank you. It's, it's very difficult, I think. In a way, it's very difficult for, for me, too. You're doing beautifully. Absolutely beautifully. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, what I was hearing, Betty, is the importance of getting out of the way, like that we, it's going to be tricky if we're going to try to fix everything ourselves for the ego not to slide in there. So if it's just this constant giving it over practice, yeah. we'll probably have a better um, success rate. <laughs> um. mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it should um have a forgiveness letter, I do, I certainly do, but I can only write a forgiveness letter if I um, make myself guilty for something or somebody else. If, if I don't feel guilty mm -hmm. about something, how can I write a, a letter about it? Or if I don't make someone else guilty, it, it, it's impossible to... to to write a letter about it. May I ask you a question about that? Yeah. So when there's a judgment, whether you're making someone guilty or not, is it okay then? Is it is it um, easier then to write a forgiveness letter? Uh, I think in my opinion, it's the only way to write a letter. How can I write a letter if I don't make myself guilty or make someone else guilty? Then I think I'm doing right, the right thing, and uh, the other person as well. I, I hope I make myself clear, but it's a thing, if I think I'm right and somebody else has a different opinion, it makes it difficult for me to to 
make myself guilty to feel guilty about it. And but yeah, um, I think if if I lose friends because of my behavior, I think I have done something wrong. Hmm. But if I don't feel it that way, it's very difficult to. Uh, it's not that I don't want to admit it. That's not the thing. It's only that I. Uh, I don't feel where I took the wrong decision. There must be something wrong. I, if if uh, if I lose friends because of my behavior, then I must have done something wrong. I think mm. it's a problem. I don't know where I did it wrong. What what mistake did I make that I lost friends because of that? You all look very not at, no, not at all, not at all. I can I can absolutely relate to what you're saying, yeah. and I'm wondering, for me anyway, forgiveness is for whenever I'm upset about something. I don't have to be right about it. I don't have to be wrong about it. But if I'm upset about something, that's where I'm seeing it in a way that is not there's without love. So that's where the forgiveness letter for me is important or forgiveness for giving it over to Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit make the decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Let us be peaceful. So whenever we've lost our peace, for me, for me, Mm -hmm. um, that's when I find that turning it over to Holy Spirit is, you know, the best thing I can do. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, uh, how do you feel? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, of course, it's how do you feel, and do you want to be right or happy? Or yes. Well, yes, mm-hmm. I agree with that. How could I not? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, the thing is, I sometimes. Uh, make a decision and it it feels the right thing. So what can I do about it? Yeah, if you're happy about it, you're peaceful about it, all good. Yeah, Yeah. right on. Because other people are telling me that I took the wrong decision and then I am doubting that I take Mm. the wrong decision. Yeah. That's what it is. It's... um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for clarifying. I I can appreciate how um, maybe the language barrier is also a challenge, but you're doing beautifully. And I really get and I I get what you're saying. I'm 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 sure other people get what you're saying too. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me when Jennifer says, when we don't judge in the first place, there's no forgiveness to do. So when you were saying, Betty, it's like, if no one's guilty, we'll have less forgiveness letters to write. So that's a good strategy. (laughs) Don't judge, you know. But when we are upset 
and uh, we'd like to come back to peace. It is a tool yeah. that we can use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anything else on this or anything else from your breakout? Yes, Tim. Yeah, to kind of tag along with um, Betty a little bit, I no. I mean, it makes me think that um, once you, you were saying, Betty, about, you know, you were feeling like you did the right thing. And, and for me, I, I, a lot of times I think I'm doing the right thing for myself and it might turn out really well too. I mean, and then it sort of re kind of reinforces, Oh, you did the right thing. Aren't you, you know, doing well. Um, but for me, I mean, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to loosen up on that a lot. I, I've spent most of my life trying to, I think with good intention, but trying to determine what is right and wrong. Um, yeah. I probably honed it to a fine art in some way. <laughs> and it, it probably served me well in some ways, but, but even just on personal decisions, then I might think, well, I'm doing the correct thing, but I'm trying to loosen up on that so that I'm not, I'm not even judging myself. I, I'm not saying I'm actually able to do this yet, but I'm, I'm trying to move toward the notion that I don't have to make a judgment about that. So, uh, you know, I, I make a decision and I do the best I can to give that over to Holy Spirit for guidance. And then whether it turns out well or not, uh, of course, that's a judgment in itself. But, but I try not to say, oh, wasn't I brilliant or wasn't this a great thing, but rather to enjoy it. And uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but to not put, try to put a value or judgment on, on the outcome for myself so that uh, I'm not trying to decide what's, whether it was something was right or wrong or, um, yeah to try to loosen that grip on judging whether it has any direct noticeable impact or not. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Diane. I, I like what I'm hearing from both Betty and Tim, because I think that, you know, the more self work we do, the more inner work we do, I think the less inclined we are to say something was right or wrong, something was good or bad. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the le when we really can hold things up to the Holy Spirit, there isn't the judgment. 
So that's the goal, right? So the more inner work that different of us have done, probably the more evolved we become in that realm. And, and even our language starts changing, like right or wrong, good or bad. Um, and so it sounds like it's part of the evolutionary process. And, and just I'd like to add, I feel like the less judgment that we can live in, certainly the more joy we live in and the more we tap into our human potential. So it's great to have this opportunity to, down, you know, start downloading all that stuff and handing it over. Yeah. Great. Thank you. And someone on the phone raising your hand, go ahead. You're unmuted. I, yes, my name is Anne. Okay. I've been thinking about all of these women that have come forth to accuse men of doing things to them that they should not have done. And this happened to me when I was in fourth grade. The school janitor raped me. And I promptly forgot about it, buried it so deeply that I didn't even remember it for about 50 years. And it was there affecting my life. I went for psychological counseling to a woman that is a study student of A Course in Miracles. She said, I had to forgive this man. It was extremely difficult because I had done nothing wrong. I was just washing my hands. And yet I had to forgive him, not because he had done something that was appropriate, but because I was judging him all my life, and I was limiting my life by that judgment. So when I was able to forgive him, I realized that he was not happy with what he'd done, and he was ashamed that he did, which helped me to understand that it wasn't just my reaction to it, it was also his reaction. And that it was something that that I was there and it happened and I had to learn from it. It took a long time. But that was my job as part of this life, was to learn from that circumstances and to be able to give, forgive him for what he'd done.
Wow. Thank you for courageously sharing that with us. I can feel the power of forgiveness in my whole body. <laughs> it's very amazing. I'll tell you, it liberates you from a place you're stuck in. And it makes you understand <clears throat> that your judgment of the other person is based on very little knowledge of the situation of that other person. Thank you, Anne. Would anyone like to say anything? Go ahead, Sandy. Please unmute yourself or I'll hear. I'll do it. Okay. okay. All right. I just want to say to Anne that that profound, profound statement, um, so much wisdom, such depth, um, her, and especially your judgment of another person is based on very little knowledge about that person. Isn't that outstanding? Absolutely outstanding that she reached that place and that understanding. So I just wanted to say that that's, that's a quote that I will never forget. So thank, thank you, Anne. I'm so sorry, Anne, that you had to go through that terrible situation. But what a gift you have given us with your wisdom. Um, I agree that that statement about your judgment of another person um, is based on incomplete information of what's going on with that person. And that's why we have no business judging. That's why God would be the only person that could judge. And I believe that he doesn't judge us. So... He who can doesn't judge us, and we who don't have the complete information think we can. We have a lot to learn, and that example was so profound. Thank you very much.
<clears throat> Angela, I have one other thing to contribute here. Please. If, it, if it's okay if I refer back to the course, the course would say that there's really just one of us. We believe we're separate and that all of our judgments about others are only projections that are sprung from our idea of separation and um, and about ourselves. So I I heard a few things that were and I, I don't know what what my my if this is helpful contributing talking about course stuff because it is a course related group. If this is helpful, if it's not helpful, I don't I don't know. So I'm kind of deferring to you to say, are these kinds of references to the course helpful in our understanding of sort of where we're going with all this stuff? I think it ties it all together. I appreciate the input. Thank you. I, I just want to be helpful here and not be a, a course wonk. <laughs> you know? Be a course wonk for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm looking for answers like everybody else. Yeah. And it's it really is said with love and the hope of pointing us if we're all course students to look at really what the course is saying and for us to um, just keep reminding ourselves what the course says about, about, about judgment. Yeah. What I love about this community is that we can come clean and say we are judging people when we really are. We can say that we are desiring to feel the oneness. We can kind of come clean with where we're at and and also share where our intention is to go and we're safe to do it all. And we share from our personal lives. It's the most powerful uh, sharing um, and sharing what's been helpful to us. And to me, that's just such such a beautiful space. Thank you, because I can judge myself for being too bookish. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we learn, too, that we, we, uh, we partner with spirit before we start, and we always are learning. Uh, am I being prompted to speak? Or, you know, when you're prompted and you feel... We're learning. We're it, and it's all mm -hmm. safe. Yeah. Okay. I think we have time for one more breakout. I I was getting, I was tuning in and trying to feel my way through this, and I feel it's just to um, move right to the next page, not to skip anything, but we come to um, 
the biggest challenge we face. And so this to me was similar to maybe what felt like a loss last year or what felt like a failure, but maybe it's like more the ongoing challenge. So for me, in my packet, it's just continuing forward, page 10. Um, does that the same for you, Norma, that right after I judge myself for, we go to um, what is the big, biggest challenge you face? And what it is is that we state the challenge and how this challenge affects us emotionally physically, mentally, financially, how it affects our relationships. Is that you with me? Okay. All right. So we had Julia had to go. She said bye. P Penelope said goodbye, but we'll break out one last time. We'll have smaller groups this time. So give me a moment here. Recreate. Oops. Let's do groups of two to three. Okay, I'll unmute you guys. And send you off. See how this goes. Let me just... Okay, so we're back. Huh, how'd that go? Any thoughts? We're working on the hard stuff today. I love the breakout se sessions. I didn't even know this kind of thing existed. <laughs> And it's wonderful. I know. It really is. And every time we've had a breakout session, I have come away with something very meaningful. So thank you for that. Yeah. See, the gratitude. I know. Mm. It's wonderful. Yes. Hello. Yep, we can hear you. Karen? Okay, um, I um, this is my first community call. Um, I unfortunately had to be with my parents on the last one, so I'm still learning how to do all of this, and I am in agreement with Norma. I'm finding this so helpful. Um, the breakouts have allowed me to make a connection and feel very supported um, can totally relate we're relating with what each other is communicating and I've never had this before uh, in my life I mean you know unless you have a good friend that you can confide in um, that will give you sound wisdom <laughs> um, but I do appreciate all that's being shared um, I'm gleaning a lot of insight and I feel very supported in reaching out for the healing I want in my life. And everything that was shared, I know, is the benefit of all. That's one of my 
um, aspirations for my healing is because it's for the benefit of all. That's something that keeps me going in A Course in Miracles. And I just wanted to say thank you. Beautiful. Tim, you wanted to say something? Oh, yes. Um, well, first of all, that uh, just to, uh, as the others have said, that I, I find the uh, small breakout groups very helpful. Um, so thank you for that. And the other thing was during the, the breakout, I... Um, I was asked, well, if I had comments about each of the different categories and I had left the, when I filled this out, I left the category of work blank because I'm, I'm retired, but I hadn't really thought about, you know, my advocation, which, you know, I play in a music group and, and, um, which I, I love doing, but in the last couple of years, I've, I've felt a lot like I was slipping with that, you know, not doing so well because just because my sight and vision is not as, as good as it used to be. And, but I, I don't, I won't get into that except just to say that I would not have realized that, that I even had that kind of, um, feeling about it if I had if somebody had not asked me about the work category in the small group so Linda and Sandy I appreciate your asking those questions that's all yep the the community uh, as a whole for me has always been the yummiest part of this masterful living. So yeah, thank you, Tim and Sandy. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I'm always amazed by just the sweetness of the people. It's like we joined our, I think I listened to a community call. I couldn't be on. Everybody was laughing joyously just so innocently connecting and talking and it's just such a different vibration maybe from it's so beautiful it's so refreshing so I feel you anything else in our last few moments anyone want to share anything about what you learned or uh, insights anything Yes, Diane. So Betty and I were talking about, you know, what do you do when others judge you for just who you are? You know, so just thinking about how to manage that, you know, and, and how to make that, those moments fruitful and not being separate from, and, and that can be a challenge. And what we came up with is don't take anything personally.
If only we were given gold medals for that, for that, you know, goal. <laughs> yes. Okay. We got an amen from Linda. Yeah. When it, I don't know if anyone um, dabbles in the Byron Katie work, but I find that very, very helpful and very much um, complementary. And I love how on the Judge Your Neighbor worksheet, you would say something like, you know, you take your original statement, what I never want to feel again, let's say I never want to feel rejected for who I am. And you eventually meditate on the question, I look forward to feeling rejected. I look forward, uh, and I look forward to those instances where I don't react automatically in defense. You know, like, what's possible when you don't get offended? Like, it's a whole new world opens up. Which is why I just, I I find it really um, helpful. Yes, Sandy. I'll do it if you would like. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I have to go. I have another call that I'm committed to. So it was great, a wonderful opportunity. And I'm very new at this. So I, uh, I look forward to this next year. Thank you. Thank you all. Sure. Take care. Any final thoughts, anything at all that you'd like to share? share, put out there. So tomorrow's class starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time, right? Good. Yes. Thank you for checking. Eight, we're, we're at 8 p.m. Eastern time now. <laughs> okay. Anybody feeling inspired to pray us out? There's no right or wrong. We've already covered that. Okay. And uh, if anyone wants to bless us on our way, of course, I'll do it. Or Linda, I'm sure. But if anyone else would like to, you're free. I will do it if nobody else wants to. They're all looking down into the sky. I know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Rolling <laughs> their fingers in the sand. It's like, oh, no. Go for it, Linda. All right. So placing my hands on my heart, taking that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time to come together. Grateful to be our authentic Selves. Grateful for our dedication and devotion to doing this healing work, to shining the light on any blocks to love and being the light of the world that we were meant to be. So grateful to Anna and Angela for facilitating this call for us. Grateful to DJ who is working his magic in the background. Grateful for Jennifer who has put us all together and all of our teachers, including our families and friends. 
our communities, our coworkers, all of our loved ones who've transitioned before us and the whole host of heaven. So grateful that they have surrounded and supported us during this call and we ask them to continue to join us as we go through our day. We declare that we are having this healing right here and right now and we are grateful to share that healing with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen. I will unmute everyone. I like this moment of chaos at the end, but I just like everyone to be able to say <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Not as rowdy as I wanted. Not as noisy, but that's okay. <laughs>